Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Give honor to God. All the saints. Thanking God for his love and kindness, goodness, and greatness. Thanking God for the privilege of prayer. Thanking God for using the targeted individual program for what the devil meant for bad, God will use for good. Thank you, God, that there's growth that can come out this program. There's change that can come out this program. Punch the devil in the eye and let him know you didn't fool us. You didn't twist us up. We're standing on a solid rock. We know who we are in Christ. And God, I plead the blood of Jesus, Heavenly Father, that you bring your people together to exercise the authority over these demon forces. I come against these demon forces targeting our governance structures. I mean, just using the governance structures to reverse the rule of law, to reverse God's word, to reverse God's laws. I come against that demon spirit. I come against the demon spirit of infiltrating into everyone, into your life, into your, 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 just your most personal things. You can't order something on the internet in peace. I come against this, this sick program in the name of Jesus. But God, I thank you that in your teaching, you have taught us that evil's been on this earth a long time. And the devil, there's been this spiritual war going on. The devil's been trying to fool people, trip up people. But God, I thank you that you've left a countermeasure, that you left a way out, Heavenly Father, that we cannot be tripped up and fooled by this demon. No matter how much power they try to act like they have, nobody has more power than God. I thank you, God, for being the God of, of um, the God that you are. I thank you, God, for being the God of mercy. I thank you, God, for being almighty, all-powerful, all-sovereign, the creator of all. I thank you, God, for letting us know that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and no demons from the pit of hell could ever have more authority than the Most High God. Lord, I ask you as we go into this lesson tonight on spiritual warfare, that you bless somebody, Heavenly Father, that may be going through a very bad time and don't know which way to turn, what to do. Lord, let them know that you are their Heavenly Father. Let them know they don't have to go into the devil's territory to come out of this pit, that God will pull us out and he'll pull us out to a place that we could have never imagined. God, I thank you, God, for this thing called favor. Lord, I ask you to bless each and every listener, downloader, participant, Heavenly Father, and bless them with this thing called favor, Heavenly Father. Let them be blessed highly, blessed and highly favored in, in, in the name of Jesus. Let them know they don't have to play the game of, de- of this, this demon game or be a perp or be a, a participant uh, into this satanic territory that God's favor covers all. Lord, oh boy. Thank you. 
Lord, I give you the praise. I give you the glory. I ask you, Lord, to open up the windows of heaven and bless this lesson that we're going to have. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Mary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank, Thank you. Lord. Amen. Oh, yes. So welcome to Prayer Warriors Needed. Tonight, we have a speaker, and we have Miss uh, Linda. Um, I'm not even sure how to pronounce the last name, so I'm not going to try to. Catherine. Uh, Catherine, okay. And we thank you for coming on to share your story. I wanted to do a little cross-examining. So um, we're going to first go into spiritual warfare. How can, what is spiritual warfare? How can knowledge about spiritual warfare build particularly targeted individuals people that were put in this cruel program. How can this program, how can I have an understanding of spiritual warfare help you make it through this program? So that's one focus. And then we're gonna go into a little bit about being targeted and um, we'll open it up um, as, as more people come for questions. Go ahead, Ms. Linda, thank you for coming. Well, praise God. I'm Evangelist Linda Casseris. Please don't call me Miss Linda. Okay. I'm more personable than you think. I don't, I'm not really into titles. But I just thank and praise God tonight for this opportunity to minister uh, one more time. I truly believe in prayer. I thank you for the prayer. It was very um, genuine, and it ministered to me. So in my life as a TI or as who I am in Christ, I can't make it without the Bible. And I didn't read the Bible before I accepted Christ in my life. I didn't have a, th a hunger or thirst for righteousness. I was raised Catholic. I did everything that the Catholic Church said do. And, um, but I never read the Bible. They're very good at teaching you about the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when I asked Christ into my life, I could really understand the mystery of the Trinity. And... The Word of God is the basis of my life. It's the foundation. So I just wanted to first read just a couple scriptures um, that helped me through this walk uh, as a TI. Actually, I was saying these scriptures before lately, but lately I've been saying them just about every day. So in Psalm 3, the heading is, the Lord helps his troubled people. This tells me that when you are in Christ, there's going to be troubles. If there's anybody that's supposed to be in Christ that has no troubles, they're not really in Christ because the devil doesn't mess with them. The devil messes with the ones that are seeking after God, God chasers and want a closer walk with God. They're the ones that he targets, that he messes with. So Psalm 3 says, Lord, 
how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God, Selah. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me. I was reciting that today when I was cooking. My glory and the lifter of my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. Only will God respond to you when you have given your life to Christ. This is the way, this is talking, this is written by a believer, by David, King David, and it was written for us as believers. So I'm going to skip down to Psalm 4, and it says, Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have relieved me in my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long, O you sons of men, will you turn my glory to shame? How long will you love worthlessness and seek falsehood? That's what the gang stalkers do. That's what those people do that don't know Christ. Some people in the church are doing it too. When I went to a church nine years ago in this area where I had just moved in, in Maryland, there were people in the church that knew me when I walked in the door just from using the technology to invade my life. And then the Bible says, but now that the Lord has set apart for himself him who was godly, that's us, the Lord will hear when I call to him. Be angry and do not sin. Meditate with your heart on your bed and be still. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. That's the benefit. If you have not accepted Christ in your life, then you can't offer sacrifices of righteousness. This Bible tells us to do that. And it says, I will both lie down in peace and sleep. And for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. There are so many scriptures in the Psalms that talk about us dwelling in safety. That the Lord is a master of protecting us. I'm not going to read Psalm 91 But Psalm 91 is a very comforting psalm. In verse 5 it says, His truth shall be my shield and buckler. I shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day. And just what are these electro-microwave attacks? They're arrows. They're arrows targeted at God's people and even those that aren't. 
nor of the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence that walk in darkness, nor the destruction that lays wait at noonday. But the last scripture down here, it says, He shall give his angels charge over me and you to keep us in all our ways. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That alone is encouraging. Psalm 91 is the psalm that we need to read and meditate on because God placed that in there for us. I would also say that Psalm 37, every word in Psalm 37 is for the T.I. It will transform your thinking. The Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. The whole Bible, the New Testament, tells us how our mind can be transformed. Now, in the early 2000s, I had a dream, a couple of them, about this technology. And the first dream, I saw the technology and not to go into detail, but I did see the technology, and um, the Lord spoke to me and said, this is the technology that the Antichrist will use when he is revealed on the earth. It will be used in every home to control. So I'm sure that years ago when cable TV was developed, that was the beginning of electronics being in our home 24-7 and being on. It's not like we can turn the cable box off. But God gave me that dream. And then there was another dream that the Lord gave me about the technology. But I just want to say that being that this technology is going to be used by the Antichrist means that it's going to be used uh after the rapture. Now, I believe in the rapture. I believe Jesus is coming for his church and that he's calling us up to meet him in the air, in the sky, that that's the rapture. And I believe that the Antichrist will be revealed, and without getting into all the specifics about that, he is definitely going to be using this technology every bit of it, and probably in the worst ways, to manipulate, to control. And I felt when I had that first dream so honored that God would reveal this to me, but I never thought that it would be happening to me. I didn't think that it would be used in the earth until the Antichrist was revealed. Because God said, this technology is going to be used by the Antichrist. So personally, personally, I walk in the fear of Almighty God. I'm not scared of him, but walking in the fear of the Lord means that you reverence him that much, that you don't want to disappoint him, you don't want to sin against him, which we do, but praise God for Jesus that we can repent and turn from that sin. 
If we sin and we continue in it, that means we haven't repented. We don't have godly sorrow about it. Because the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. Well, the Bi- that scripture is talking to God's people, which means, which tells me, now don't shoot the messenger, which tells me and tells you that God's people can participate in wickedness. They can have wicked ways. Now, why would I want to put my hands and use something that God has distinctively said to me is going to be used by the Antichrist in every home when he is revealed to control and manipulate? I would not. Being that there are people that are doing this, God has the answer in his word. Now, some things uh, in the Bible we may not understand, but even if you don't understand it, just do it. If you're not living for the Lord, if you don't have Christ in your life, you'll never understand spiritual warfare. The Bible says, that the things of the Spirit are understood by those that walk in the Spirit. So I don't know who's on the line or um, how many people or if you've, or, or if everybody listening right now, tonight live or at another time, has given their life to Christ. And where I want to go into what spiritual warfare is, I don't want to leave you with, uh, I don't want to start and leave you with, under, with a lack of understanding. You can understand it more according to what the Bible says. You can understand it better and you will understand it if you've given your life to Christ. So those of you that have not asked Jesus Christ into your life yet, and you would like to, you can stay on the line and not say this prayer with me, or you can say this prayer with me and not have wasted your time calling in because it's going to benefit you as a TI because God loves you and he has a wonderful plan for your life, and this is not it. He can walk you through this to total victory and cause the perpetrators to say, who are you? And before I say the prayer, I just want to say this because I find this very humorous. My daughter had to go to court for something that she got arrested for. She went to court and she was a couple weeks before her court date. She was scared to death that she was going to go to jail. And the Lord told me to tell her, you're not going to jail. But she just, oh, mom, you know. So the court date came, 6 o'clock in the morning. I got up and did spiritual warfare. I pray under my prayer shawl. 
and I got under my prayer shawl, and I start warring against the devil concerning her life because that's what he wanted her to do, go to jail. And all the gang stalkers that are watching me and listening to me, that's what they wanted her to do, go to jail. They were probably looking in the courtroom. So I got under my prayer shawl and I began to pray. And I asked the angels of the Lord that are assigned to my daughter to go into that courtroom and sweep it clean in the name of Jesus. I sent them on assignment. If you're not aware of how to do that, I'll talk a little bit more about that later, but it's in the Bible. The Bible says that the angels are ministering spirits that minister to the heirs of salvation. If you haven't accepted Christ, you're not an heir of salvation. That's why I want you to pray this prayer with me. So in addition to sending the angels in there, I asked Jesus, who is our advocate. He's an advocate for us between me and the Father. When the devil goes to Jesus and says, they did this and they did this, Jesus says, I'm their Lord. He's our advocate. So I asked him to be her lawyer in the courtroom and to be, to touch the heart of whoever sat on the bench that day, the judge in the courtroom. Go in there and be her advocate. Well, after I finished my prayer time, I probably prayed in the Holy Ghost and I pleaded the blood of Jesus on that room before anybody got in there, and then I went back to sleep. So I'm sleeping, and I don't know what time it was, but it was daylight, and I heard my daughter's voice, and I knew that she was okay. Not five seconds after I heard her voice, this perp voice spoke in my room, a man, and he was angry, and he spoke with an angry voice, and he said, who are you? That let me know that my daughter walked out that courtroom free, and they were watching because they wanted her to get sentenced and go to jail. But the Lord told me that she wasn't going to jail. So this is an example of spiritual warfare that we're going to talk about tonight and getting victory. And that's what these perpetrators don't want to see. It bothers them when we get victory. And that God demonstrates his love and power in our lives. That was the demonstration of God's love for my daughter. And it was a demonstration of him hearing and answering my prayer. So before I go into spiritual warfare, I just want to invite the listeners to say this prayer with me to give your life to Christ so that for the rest of this broadcast, you will be able to understand in your spirit what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. So say this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, 
come into my heart. Forgive my sins. I'm sorry, Lord, for my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Cover me in your precious blood. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Amen. Now, if you've said that prayer with me from your heart, you are now a born-again believer, a born-again Christian. And as I move forward in the Bible and in spiritual things, the Holy Spirit that is in you now will give you understanding of what we're talking about tonight, what I'm saying tonight. So greater than any spiritual warfare is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He sits high and he looks low. He understands what's going on in your life. That is the most important thing that is needed right now, understanding that God loves you and he has a great plan for your life. This stuff is just a distraction of the devil. Amen. Now, for those TIs that aren't saved that are out there, we can pray for them. We, we need to include them in our prayers that they would get saved. That's my purpose for being on some of these lines, that somebody would open their line and say, I need Christ in my life. I want him to help me through this. That is my purpose. For all these years that I did not understand what I was going through, it was 17 years. It'll be a year, the day after Palm Sunday, that someone was used by the Lord to tell me what was going on in my life. Until then, I hadn't heard the word gang stalking. I hadn't heard any word and nothing about microwave, electro frequencies, nothing. And I kept asking the Lord, what is going on in my life? Why, how do people know me? Why do they surround me in, in the supermarket? Why do they show up in, in church and they have no fear of doing stuff to me right in church? What is going on? Why, do they, why am I being followed? Why are, why, do they, why are they taking pictures of me with their cell phone? I'm walking down the street and people just walk past me and take my picture. When that started, I had a cell phone, a flip phone, and it didn't take pictures. So they were just walking up to me, taking my picture, and they kept on walking. And I'm on my way to work. I couldn't turn around and say, what are you doing? Why? You know, it, it was that kind of stuff. It was crazy. I'm saying, what is it? Is there a bully website? Come on, Lord, I'm a dreamer. You can show me in dreams how to find this. How do they know? What are they doing? What, where do they have my picture where I can go into another state 
and this still continued to go on. This gang stalking surrounding me and trying to manipulate me to anger, saying certain things in my hearing, uh, letting me know that they heard my conversation on the phone or on or in my home or on the job. The first year that this started happening to me, a spirit of fear really gripped me. I had been saved at least 14 years. And I had been around the world. I lived in China. Uh, I, from, from my apartment in China, I went to uh, Philippines and did ministry for 21 days. Uh, one of the pastors in Philadelphia called me in China and said she couldn't go do ministry where she usually goes once a year. She asked me to go, and I went in her place. Then I went to uh, Russia with a world-renowned ministry. I met them in Russia and did ministry there. And so it was years after I came back from the mission field that this stuff began to happen. Now, only could I follow the scriptures to battle the spirit of fear that had really gripped me. I knew spiritual warfare. I was raised up under pastors that were in deliverance ministries, and I could feel it. I knew I was being watched, but I didn't know why. I kept telling my cousin, somebody's watching me. Mm. In my apartment, when I go out in, I, I just didn't understand it. So the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Mm but against principalities and powers, rulers of darkness in this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, you could be battling a demon, and you can also be battling people that are willfully, intentionally, and deliberately doing something to you in their right mind. Now, I personally don't believe that everybody that decides to do that, <laughs> their carnal, sinful nature leads them to do that. There's something wrong with their mind that they would do this on a consistent basis and be okay with it. There has to be some deep insecurity problems with these people. Some of them are demonically led. Some of them, like I said, can't wait because they don't have nothing else to do. I've seen so many seniors, men old as dirt, women old as dirt, doing this stuff. You know, I know I'm being watched in my bathtub, in my shower. It took years before when I realized what was happening when I stepped out my house just to take a walk in the community, a prayer walk, or just to get sun when I was living in Florida, I was being followed then. Somebody was waiting up at the next corner for me in their car to just follow me to the next corner in their car, and it was always a man. I'm saying, what is it, Lord? I've been celibate for almost 30 years now, a good 25 almost 30, because I've been saved for 39 years. 
and two months. And so once I got saved, I wasn't fooling around with nobody. I backslid one time and couldn't even stay in that place because of my close walk with God. And and, and, in less than three months, I was on my face repenting. So at some point, I realized I was working and living in a senior facility, uh, independent uh, independent living for seniors, Christian-owned in Philadelphia. I was offered that job on a silver platter after I moved, uh, after I came back from China. So I got my apartment free. All I had to pay for was food and, and, and phone. And everybody that worked in the building in the front office or maintenance, they, everybody had a master key. So after a couple years, I lived there seven years. Every year there was a new manager in the day office, in the office downstairs. I was the night manager. I was on call for emergencies in the building. If I went out, I had a beeper. That's when beepers were popular. popular. And so all of a sudden, I started having these dreams. The seniors would come and tell me about uh, the maintenance girl, that they would see her through their peephole going in and out of their the apartments. And whatever she was doing, uh, it would make the seniors look like they, there's something wrong with them. If they would report that there was something missing or something stolen to the day manager, the day manager would say, you know, think they were senile and, and say, oh, your kids probably took it or your grandkids. But they knew I was a Christian because I used to have cell group meetings in my apartment and some of them would come. And they knew they could trust me. So here these seniors are telling me about this girl who was the maintenance girl for years there and that she was going in and out of their apartments because other tenants could see through their peephole that she was using their key. And she didn't clean the apartments. She just cleaned the building and the vacuum, the hallways. She was not allowed in the apartments. So after some years, I started having dreams that she was coming in my apartment. And I went to the person that's over the, that particular building in corporate office and said, why can't my lock be different? And the reason, their reason was if there was a fire alarm, they have to have, be able to use their master key to get in, into every apartment. I had a master key and everybody that worked there. Plus, I found out that she was dealing drugs in the building, and I reported her. So it was an all-out war against me. And other people knew she was dealing drugs, but they were scared to report her, but I did. So I, I know that the gang stalking started with her because she was part of the, the gang in the community. She was part of that low-life ghetto uh, behavior. And plus she was a lesbian. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. So, can, I, can I just interrupt? Wait a minute. It, what you... You said this was a Christian senior development? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
It was a high rise of 90-some units. And it was owned by Presbyterian Home, but they owned many in Philadelphia and the suburbs. But as a Christian facility, weren't they supposed to hire people that uh, lived according to the Christian doctrine? You can't discriminate like that in hiring. Discriminate? Mm -mm. You have to ask people if they believe. No. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. You can't discriminate on a job like that. She was a young girl, and I don't know how many years she had been there, but she was there long before I got there. And... When And I'm a Christian, a true believer, and I make it known in my behavior, in my conversations and everything. So she, our spirits just totally did not, totally clashed, did not uh, get along at all. It didn't match. No, no, right, right. Our spirits just didn't. And so um, then I started having dreams that she was coming in and out of my apartment. So I said, okay, Lord. What's the benefit of this? Because, you know, I can't approach her. You're letting me know. But he was letting me know because I noticed jewelry missing. So that's the beginning of all of this. And I only realized it. I realized that. I'm sorry. you, You think she put you in the program? Oh, yeah. Yes, she did. She had that yes. type of power? Well, I've heard a lot of of people on uh, these TI lines talk about, and I've read it, that they could come from street gangs. From uh, there's, a, there, there's a guy that I met through a prayer line I was on last Friday, and uh, I talked to him on the phone uh, within the last two days, and uh, he said that he got in a program from the the street gangs, the the warlords and stuff in the community. So I learned that when this stuff leaked out, it leaked out to uh, to uh, people like that. That uh, that can can do the gang stalking. I don't know about the the microwave electro stuff, but if they're that involved, they can they can you get the equipment to use that too. But I knew that I was being stalked. But I didn't know it to to use the word stalking. I knew it to say there must be something on the internet that has my picture for me to be traveling and and get this kind of behavior from people that have never seen me before in person or know my name. And so it it started right there. And um, uh, when I moved from, I was there for seven years, and then I moved to Florida with my daughter and her husband and the kids. They asked me to go to babysit. It was worse there. That's where... People were walking up to me, taking my picture, and I had this job, and there was a police officer that came to the job to offer free self-defense classes. So I took them, and I talked to her about what was happening to me. 
So she said, well, the next time one of them takes your picture, you take your cell phone and take their picture. I said, my cell phone doesn't take pictures. <laughs> I have one of those. I didn't have one of those updated cell phones that took pictures. And so she never um, uh, let help. She never made me think she didn't believe me. That was the best part of my conversation with her. And so, but this is why I took the classes. Now, the church that I was at, I was going to Bible study every Wednesday night, and I really liked the Bible study. And so I decided to get a meeting with the minister that led the Bible study, a female, and I met with her, and I went into detail about what was happening to me, what was going on. I never heard, I never remember her opening the meeting with prayer or ending with prayer, which is what I was used to from my Philadelphia church. And um, so, you know, I felt good that I could vent with someone that I placed in high esteem. Well, a couple of months later, my daughter and I had an argument, and she threw everything in my face uh, about this minister uh, and said that the woman told her, that I needed psychiatric help. Mm, mm, mm. And so, you know, the worst part about it was that my daughter threw this in my face and she never told me until we were sharing some differences. And that caused division in the home. I hear I'm new to this area, not even been there a year, and I had to find another place to live because my daughter disrespected me. But that was her home that I was living in. Mm. And so um, I never said anything to the woman. I never gossiped about her. I never told anybody in the church that I had kind of made friends with what she did. I just gave it to God. And here every Sunday morning she was the greeter and got up in the pulpit greeting all the new members, all the first-timers, that this is the church that loves. And I'm looking at her saying, you hypocrite. But this was only to myself. I never went back to her Bible study, and I never mistreated her or anything. That's the walk that we have to walk in the Lord, in the love of Christ. Now, I'm going to hop to last year when the Holy Spirit led me to bring this conversation up to my daughter. And she totally forgot about it. And I kept telling her bits and pieces. And she says, oh, my gosh, Mom. She says, I remember now. She says, I want you to know that I did not go after that woman. She came after me in church and pulled me aside and said what she said. And she said, Mom, my first thought was, that's my mother you're talking about. How dare you? That's my mother. You don't come to me like this about my mother. But when her flesh got tampered with and we were sharing our differences, she threw it in my face. She said, Mom, I am so sorry. I apologize. Now I remember everything is coming back to me. I am so sorry. I apologize to you. She said, I should have never did that. She said, but, Mom, after you moved out the house, we left that church. 
We never came back. We found another church. And I remember I wasn't seeing them in church because I continued to attend the church there, and I was there until I moved out of Florida. So God will, I didn't know, you know, I still didn't realize what was going on with me, but I could not focus on that. It was hard not to because I would get on the bus. I would get up in the morning, get dressed and everything, and I remember one morning I had on a black bra. And I got on the bus, and I usually sat in the front of the bus because I wasn't real familiar with the bus stops and everything, and I needed to see where my stop came up. And so one morning a car pulled over in the front of the bus and, and, you know, and was still driving, and the bus was riding behind it, and he had a black bra, and he swung it out the window. He just took his hand with this black bra and just swung it back and forth, back and forth. And I was the only one up front on that bus knew what he was doing. This is how uh, demonic it became when I went to Florida. It was it was just horrendous. That that was just one. And, and then there were people that would walk past me and say, uh, "Shoot yourself." Mm. And so, so, in essence, they wanted you to know that they, yeah, they did that to scare you. Yeah. 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 But uh, God was still bringing me through this spirit of fear. It was getting less and less and less because I got so involved in ministry at the church. The, 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 the gang stalking didn't stop, but I got, I got so involved in ministry with the church and the Lord was using people to bless me, not even people at the church, people in the community, my neighbors. You know, I, I remember uh, one time I came home from work and I walked in my apartment and before I went to turn on the TV, someone had come in my apartment and take, you know how dust accumulates on your TV screen. Mm-hmm. They had taken their finger and made a face on my screen. So mm. I called the police. While I was waiting on the police, a guy from around the development that jogs past my building down the jogging path, I saw him and I waved to him and I called him over and I told him what happened. And he said, I saw the maintenance guy go in your apartment the other day. He said, but I didn't think anything of it because um, I thought maybe you wrote up a ticket for him to come in there. You know how they do in, in apartment complexes. And so I said, no, I never wrote up a ticket. So he told me. And so both of us told the police that he saw this, the, the maintenance guy come in my apartment. And I had never written up uh, for anything in my apartment to be inspected or looked at. Um, so the police officer was looking all over my apartment. And when where I was living, um, the Lord had told me uh, about months before then to go and buy five rolls of aluminum foil. Now, why he told me this, I don't know. And he had me take that foil and cover 
the ceiling, which was over the top of my bed, not the whole ceiling, but from my 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 waist up, and the the in the closet where the doors opened, where my um, dresser was. So all that aluminum foil was there, and the police officer said, "Do you think there's cameras in this apartment?" And I said, "I don't know." He didn't ask me about the foil. But I remember since this, since I found out about this gang stalking and stuff, um, I listened to Techno Girl on YouTube. And every time she films, her whole background and over top of her is aluminum foil. So I didn't, this was, I was led by the Holy Spirit to do this. I didn't know why, but I just obeyed God and put it up there. And when I turned, when I saw that that was her whole background and I listened about the micro electro attacks, um, I said, well, that must be why. But this is what I'm thinking now. But back then, I didn't know why I was doing it. The Holy Spirit just told me to do it. So the police officer said, because the office to the property is closed now, I'm going to be there when they open in the morning. And I am going to find out who came in your apartment. The man was livid. Well, the boy, the young man, the maintenance guy that came in my apartment, he lost his job. And after that, I, I said, is this going to be somebody else that retaliates against me? Uh, I, and then I began to feel how those seniors felt like they, because they didn't want to go to the main office and say that they saw the, the girl coming in and out of their neighbor's apartments because they didn't want any repercussions, no retaliation. They were scared. Nevertheless, I did. The guy lost his job. So this is just, you know, if I'm backed up against the wall, I am going to report you. I mean, I didn't know anything about, but why would you be coming in my apartment and why would you be so bold enough to do that? That's obvious to me, and I'm a woman. No, no, no. I I knew that I had to report that, and I was going to report it to the police first, and he was a very kind man. And he really helped me out. So, and you never know who who God has to see to back you up because that guy around the corner in the complex that would jog down there, um, he saw the maintenance man come in, in, in and out of my apartment. But anyway, moving forward. So that's what where it started, and it continued worse when I was in Florida. But... I didn't let it interfere with what I wanted to do in life. I did not let it interfere with uh, going to work. Uh, You know, it was just a battle. And I had come up under pastors that taught you how to battle and taught you spiritual warfare. So I'm going to read this and encourage you. That's just a little itsy-bitty part of my story. The day after Palm Sunday, I was talking on the phone to a guy that is a CEO of a TV and radio station. 
and he asked me before then to be on his board, and we were talking board business. So before we got off the phone, uh, the Holy Spirit said, Linda, ask him, does, is he aware of the technology that's used to invade the privacy of another? And I asked him, and he said, yeah, it's happening all over the world, Linda. It's not happening to you, is it? I said, yes, it is. He was just overwhelmed. He said, oh. He said, I'm going to put you on my prayer list, and I'm calling all my friends to put you on their prayer list. He said, I am, he said that the objective is to destroy you, to assassinate your character, to cause you to commit suicide, to make people think you're schizophrenic. He said, I'm going to send you links. So you can watch these things on YouTube to get you to understand what's been happening in your life. Now, wow. 17 years I was going through this stuff mm. without knowing what it was. Mm. And the Lord used him. And let me tell you how I met him. Uh, years ago, when someone saw my profile on a social media page, they were a radio. They were they had a radio broadcast on somebody else's station. They messaged me and asked me if I would do a three-hour broadcast uh, on on this station. And I said, No, 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 I don't, I don't want to do that. Uh, uh-uh. uh. So she was so persistent for months. So I decided, Okay, I'll do it right before Christmas. So I said, but I can't do three hours, I'll just do one. So she says, okay, I can improvise for the other two. So I got on there and I did two, I said, how much time do I have? I, 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 I use material from my soul winning manual, which has uh, been published into a book. Uh, I did, I said, well, how, many, how much time have I done? And she said, two and a half hours. I said, oh, my gosh, really? So I did the last half hour on Agape Love. So I knew I was in my element. But to, to, there was a, this guy that was listening in on her broadcast, and he heard me. I became a, have a consistent months after that, the following year after Christmas, uh, she asked me if I wanted a, a, once a week on a Thursday night. I said, yeah, I took it. So he was tuning in. And he contacted her and said, I got to get in touch with this gatekeeper's girl because I'm really being blessed by her broadcast. And so, um, and it wasn't just me ministering on him. I would have ministers from all over the country minister a uh, half hour at a time in a, in a uh, two-hour slot. So she uh, called me. We con- communicated. And He's been blessing me ever since. He put he reruns my broadcast on his broadcast. But anyway, he's the one that uh, God used um, all the way that God used to let me know what was going on in my life. I was up all night. I listened to and watched one YouTube after the other. I was up all night, and I was supposed to go out of town the next morning. I couldn't because I didn't have no sleep, and I had to drive. So I got sleep, and I went out of town the next day. So this is how I became aware 
of all of this. Now, during the time I, that I was not aware, the Lord kept saying to me, nothing is uncommon to man, Linda. My word tells you that whatever's happening to you, it's happening to other people. So I said, oh, yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. But where are they? The devil made me feel like I was an isolated case and the gang stalkers. It was like I was the only one that this was happening to. And the Lord kept telling me, that's what my word says, that nothing is uncommon unto man, that you're not the only one that this is happening to. I said, okay, now I've been all over the country soul winning with teams, and some of these people on the soul winning teams were gang stalkers. They would say stuff in my hearing to let me know to try to intimidate me. Some but of I, the people on the soul winning team was gang stalkers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Wow. Now, there was a specific church that had the teams going out around the country with, uh, with pastors, with the teams, and the churches would sponsor us. I didn't go to that church. I was invited there. I went to another church, but the pastors recognized that I was a soul winner in my heart. So they invited me to continue, continue to travel with them. And they have a Bible institute. And the, the Bible Institute requires these students, uh, once they've been there at, uh, for a certain amount of time, to go on these soul-winning tour trips. That's what they call them. And so there was a handful of them that clearly knew who I was when they saw me going with them. They were jealous because I uh, had favor with the pastors. I was a lot older than them, and so was my friend that invited me that was a member of that church. And these were kids that were doing their Bible Institute years there instead of going to college. So that's how much younger than me they were. And some of them were gang stalkers. They Mm -hmm. did everything to push my buttons. But they couldn't. I just felt sorry for them. But the Lord brought me through that fear and the, and the dislike for just living my life, you know, because that's how this thing tries to make you. It wants to make you not want to go outside your house. Mm-hmm. And then when I realized that, that they can open any door, They even come in through your garage Mm. that you have a remote control for. So the person that told me that, God orchestrated him in my life through the radio broadcast. And he's the one that got the, the audio from last Friday's broadcast and made a, a totally different video and gave me the link. That's how skilled he is. But he, he checks in on me every now and then to see how I'm doing through this, and it just gets better and better in Christ. And so um, God is good. 
I don't trust all TIs. I don't. I, I I listen to Ella's show a lot, and I hear people call in, and uh, I t- I emailed her one day. This was last year, and I said, uh, that guy, blah blah blah. He he said some things that just I, I just know he's not a TI. He has to be a perp. So she says she understands that everybody that listens or talks is not a TI. But she's more focused on people telling their stories and helping out TIs that are listening. So then I understood that, you know, once I've seen certain things happening in the church, I, I just stopped trusting everybody. And then I realized that the Bible tells me to just trust in the Lord. Isn't that simple? But when you go in church, you automatically uh, trust people because you think everybody in church is cool. You trust the people on the pulpit because they are the ones with the titles. And with the title comes trust. That's why the Bible says, to whom much is given, much is required. So when I started going to this church, there were two females in the church that used to harass me every Sunday. One was in the class that I took to become a deacon. She had already been a deacon, and and in the same class, you could get licensed a minister. So I became a deacon. She became a licensed minister. I served communion on Sunday as a deacon, and on communion Sunday, with the blood of Jesus lifting him up, Because he died on Calvary, and we're having the blood and the bread, and she's harassing me inside the sanctuary as a gang stalker. Would would park her car near mine so that before she went home, she could harass me. So I'm saying, this girl has to be a witch. She has no fear of God. Then even in some of the classes that the bishop was teaching, she had favor with the bishop. (laughs) I said, how is this possible? How is this possible? This girl is doing this stuff to me year after year, week after week, Sunday after Sunday, and she has favor with the bishop. I said, can't he see that she's not right? So I don't put nothing past nobody anymore. So I'm going to share some things with you on spiritual warfare. I, I hope you're awake and not sleep because I'm wide awake. I did get a plenty of rest today. God had me sleep late because I had so many dreams this morning that I couldn't wake up until he was finished talking to me. So the Bible speaks about the reality of a conflict we face as believers. And we popularly call that conflict spiritual warfare. Missionaries are often most aware of this reality as they engage those who don't know Christ around the world. So we are warned that believers usually fall into one of two camps when dealing with the demonic. We deny their existence or we get fascinated with them. Either way, we too often miss the Bible's basic teachings about this conflict. The Bible is a book about God, not the devil. The Bible doesn't answer every question about warfare, 
nor does it grant us permission to focus our attention on the devil. That's why I was saying that I got so involved with ministry in a gang-stalking state because I understand that since I've been a, 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 a T.I., I realize what this is, uh, and I, I, I feel like Letty, a T.I. is a transformed individual. And that Florida was one, is one of the worst states concerning T.I.s. So any approach... I am glad. I, I'm so, excuse me, I'm sorry. But I'm glad to hear you say that because, you know, I was thinking of moving to Florida. So but just let me, can you say why you would say that? Well, I'm getting ready to move back to Florida. The Lord has assigned me a region for ministry there. But I was told that. I was told that by uh, people um, uh, in, in th- that, that we know. I was told that uh, by other TIs that, that um, Florida, California, Texas, and I don't know what another state, that they were swamped with this stuff. New York. That they were swamped, maybe it was New York, swamped with um, targeting. So I, I, that's not something that, I mean, it, it really, really, they really swamped me with it. But um, I was told uh, by, that by people. And you're so, going back to Florida. Yeah, because God told me to. Okay. Yeah, this this is um, an assignment. This is a ministry move for me. I don't know how long I'll be there, but it's a it's a ministry move for me. Okay. So my my teaching manual, the Lord told me to edit it into a book, and I dragged my feet for a couple of years. But my book was published January nineteenth, two thousand eighteen. So I'm an author now, and I got six other books to write that was prophesied to me. And the book is How to Win a Soul to Christ and Make It a Lifestyle. So I know the devil's mad at me because I'm a soul winner at heart. So any approach to warfare that magnifies the devil's power does not reflect biblical spiritual warfare, which means we don't give no power to the devil, just like Miriam prayed the opening prayer. The Bible says all power in heaven and earth have been given to Jesus. Satan and his forces are real. Some argue the concept of Satan and demons is only a first century attempt to explain evil, but the Bible reveals them as real, supernatural beings who oppose God and his people. Our attempts to explain away these forces do not negate their reality. Satan, however, is not our biggest problem. We face three enemies, the world, our flesh, and the devil. In some cases, the three are so interwoven that it's difficult to tell them apart. Our primary problem is not Satan, though. We are our biggest issue. God reigns even over the enemy. 
there is strife between human beings and the serpent because God put the conflict there. Let's look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. If you don't have your Bible, I have mine. So just to, to read from the scriptures that God put the conflict there, it says, Genesis 3, verse 15, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. So that enmity is the devil. The strife would lead to the cross where the death of Jesus would break the back of the powers. Colossians, we're going to go, I'm going to go quickly to Colossians in the New Testament. Chapter 2, verse 15. It says, having disarmed the principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle or display of them, triumphing over them in it. So Jesus made a public and open display of the devil. Now, God sovereignly uses the spiritual battles to make us the followers he wants us to be. I remember when I was on uh, Julia's line, she said something that I found was very profound, and I think about it all the time, that God made us to know that this is going on. He, he has made the body of Christ to know that this gang stalking and this microwave electric frequency, however you say it, is going on. I agree with you. Now, he has to have warriors in the earth. The Lord spoke to me and said that he was going to give me a platform in many churches to talk about this because he said his people are sitting in churches wondering what's happening to them. They're weaker than a lot of us. They're not as strong as some of us. And they need help. Where I've experienced going to a church leader and she went betrayed my confidence and my trust and caused division in my family, in my home, and backbiting me, telling my daughter that I need psychiatric help. I told my daughter last summer when, we, when, when the Lord had me bring all this up to her remembrance and she apologized. I said, Shawnee, I believe this woman has already been judged. I know she's had to because she did, she just did some of the worst stuff that I ever thought that a church leader could do to an individual and never came back to me and said anything. And so I um, I feel in my heart that the Lord is going to use me on platforms to minister 
because he's saying that in these churches, his people are sitting there in fear. They need help. They need someone to stand up in the pulpit and say, I know what's happening to you. This is in the earth right now. We're going to organize a support group for you. And if you need to vent, then this is where you come. Because there'll be other people sitting among you that'll be there too. You can share your story. We're not going to make you think you're crazy. Amen. And if anybody has a story, I got it. And I also know TIs that have stories. So I know that there are church leaders that know about the technology, that are aware of it, that use it. I remember I had a dream, and this was about three years ago, and it was an elder at my church. And um, I'll just tell this part of the dream. I was in the church building, and I walked in the ladies' room, and I went in the stall and was about to uh, sit on the toilet. When I looked straight ahead, and there was this great big huge window. Instead of going to the to- instead of sitting on the toilet, I pulled up my pants and walked towards that glass that I could see. And you know where the Bible says you see through a glass darkly? On the other side of that glass, it was dark. On my side of the glass, it was well lit. I looked through the glass, and I could see these steps going up. At the top of the steps was the elder of the church watching me on his computer. And I motioned him to let him know, I see you. I know that you are watching me naked. I motioned him. I moved all around and got his attention. And he looked down the steps and could see me looking. And at that moment, the Lord showed me his consequences for his sin, for doing that. And the dream ended. So my walk with the Lord is that he will reveal to me what's going on in my life. Who's betraying me? Who's backbiting me? Who's, who's mistreating me? Who's trying to destroy my destiny? Who's trying to stand in the way of God's will for my life? I didn't ask him to. He just does. He just does that. And I believe that every true believer should have this kind of walk with God. I'm a dreamer. I know everybody isn't. But God showed me that in a dream. I confronted that elder about two years before I had that dream. And he lied to me. I knew he was using the technology on me. I was in a meeting with him with two other elders. And I confronted him because I'm not afraid of none of them. And he lied. And he said he's aware that the technology exists, but he wasn't using it. And he knew, I knew he was lying. See, once that happens, then you're just a liar to me. You can't preach to me. You can't, I don't want your hands laid on me. Nothing. The Lord sh- showed me what he was doing. And so 
It's in the church. There's church leaders that know it's in the church. And God said, those church leaders are going to give you a place to tell about all this so that my people can get help. So I don't know about you, but the objective is to make you look like you're crazy. I was told by my friend the day after Palm Sunday, don't call the police because they have rights to handcuff you and take you and and put you in some straitjacket and uh, declare you schizophrenic or insane. Then after I listened to so many YouTube uh, shows that this has happened to doctors and lawyers and, and grandmothers and this stuff is going on against kids. So one of the first videos I watched was the Richmond, California court case where a black woman had convinced, I believe it was the city council or somebody in legislation, in, in the legislator in that Richmond, California area to hear these cases. People were coming from other states. They had two minutes to talk. One lady said that she, you can bring it up on YouTube, that she, took, she takes care of her grandchild, and both of them were being bullied, that her grandchild was being stalked and bullied and attacked, Another woman said that her, she had burns all around her private parts. She went to the emergency ward and told them, and they accused her of being crazy. They asked her, was she, did she, was she burning herself? So they won the case. There was one person that was sitting up on that bench among all those people that were listening that disagreed totally. But they passed a law in that community that this could not, this would be against the law to do in their community. And so I was very impressed, and that led me to listen to on all the other links that he sent me. But getting back to the spiritual warfare, when the Apostle Paul described lostness, he often framed it in terms of spiritual warfare. Satan's battles against us because we are God's witnesses to the world. Non-believers follow the prince of the air. They are blinded by the God of this world, bound by darkness and caught in Satan's snare. His goal is to keep us from proclaiming and living out the gospel that sets people free. I know why God has, is, is using me in this. No, I don't like it. But when you know that God is using you, when I heard you come on that call the other night, Miriam, and say what you said, and there were TIs that called my broadcast uh, the, uh, Thursday night when I had an author on talking about two books that uh, she read, and, and the TIs, if, if you press one, I'll open your mic if you wanted to talk to the author. And one of the girls was a T.I. that had heard me on a broadcast uh, the Friday before. And she said she had been so uplifted 
just blessed. She said, just your voices talking about me and the elder Diane that was on talking about her books. Um, she said, just your voices do something that helps me. You know, she told me I should have a regular vo- uh, broadcast during the week um, uh, just for TIs. I'm, I'm moving in that direction. So it's a blessing for me because when I minister, I feel the anointing of God. And my heart is, I'm not getting an offering. You can't even see my face. My heart is to minister life and the breath of God to somebody that's hurting through this. Amen. That whatever demon is messing with you, that he has to flee in the name of Jesus, by the power of the blood of Jesus, by the power of the name of Jesus. So there's an offensive nature of this battle that demands evangelism and discipleship. Evangelism requires intentionally taking the light into darkness. Discipleship then requires teaching others to understand their position in Christ and to put on the full armor of God. If we don't evangelize, non-believers remain in Satan's kingdom. Just in the last week on these lines, Two believers, two non-believers gave their life to Christ. That's why I have to do this. If we don't disciple, we send believers into the world, the war unarmed. If we don't disciple, we, be, we send believers into the war unarmed. Both can result in tragedy. One of Satan's subtle strategies strategies is to entice us to operate in our own ability. David, the shepherd boy, and let me tell you something, you can't operate in your own ability against the spirit realm. That's a joke. That's a joke. David, the shepherd boy, took on the giant in faith and dependence, knowing that the battle was not his, in the first place, but rather the Lord's. That's in First Samuel chapter 17. When he became the king, though David sought to know just how mighty his own forces were, as he leaned more on himself than on God, the enemy delights when we go there. When we're much more like David, the king, than David, the shepherd boy. The shepherd boy depended on God. When David became king, he got in his flesh and was and depended on David. The very task of missions places us in the sight of the enemy because we are seeking to reach non-believers, develop strong disciples, and plant healthy congregations that plant more congregations, all of which means that we are offensively engaging the enemy's territory. That's why I'm going back to Florida, because there's territory assigned to me. God is a territorial God. He has assigned me this region and territory. 
Okay. And the enemy has fought me tooth and nail to get back there. First, I didn't want to go back there. I said, oh, no, oh, no. When I was in Virginia, I was uh, fellowshipping with some John G. Lake ministers. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he was a great uh, general of God in healing and um, very famous. And he has schools. He's not living now, but there's schools where you training to to minister healing to people and there was a john g lake uh friends of mine uh in his ministry and they one of them prophesied to me the leader of the ministry that they saw my name branded on the state of florida Mm. i said oh i'm not going back there i can't stand that place that was the worst place in my life (laughs) i said no my none of my memories are good and she said, well, that's what I see. And ever since, God's been leading me in that direction. So when God, um, after me telling God that I didn't want to go, God had made me comfortable about going. And I've been excited about going. And ever since, the enemy has been fighting me tooth and nail to get there. Wow. I been there. I should have been there. I should have been there years ago. But he's been, it's been an all-out war to prevent me from getting there. And, I mean, God showed me the house I'm going to be in, everything. I had, I, just a couple of days ago, he gave me a dream I, that I was in the house unpacking the boxes. So we can know that the enemy will fight back. So, I mean, that this is it. These gang stalkers use technology to speak right in my room. There was I was living in a place, and uh, one night I, I was sound asleep, and this man spoke in my room. It was almost like he wanted other people that were using the technology that were listening to know that there was a man in my room. The devil is a liar. Yes, he is. And I lived in, in like, sheer anguish for a time because I said, and then people are looking at me when I go to work. I mean, there was gang stalkers all in the school system, warlocks and witches, even principals. Nine years in this school district that I worked as a substitute teacher, And I worked faithfully every day the doors were open for the kids because that was my job. And I could handpick the schools where I liked and all that, but there were gang stalkers in every school, men and women. They knew when I was coming. They they decided the night before what they were going to do when they saw me, what they were going to say in my hearing. They were just, just, just something. And I couldn't retaliate or say anything to them because they might, it, it, it could cost me my job. So a couple of weeks ago, the Lord showed me where I was being set up. He showed me in three ways how they were setting me up to terminate me from my job here in the school district after nine years. So I was sitting at the kitchen table at my computer, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, resign. 
I sent them a resignation letter to HR, and I said I will not submit to sitting at a table being (laughs) bullied with accusations. I resigned. That was it. So I applied for some other jobs, and I got some interviews coming up in another district. So, okay, and I've had great worship every day, extensive. I could sleep late, get up, take my time, have a nice breakfast. I've been enjoying this little vacation. (laughs) I've been on these prayer lines late at night. I don't have to worry about getting up at 6 o'clock, 530, getting ready to get out of here to deal with somebody else's kids. Girl, amen. I've just been blessed to be home at this time. So I just have a couple more things on this spiritual warfare. One of Satan's strategies is to entice us to operate in our own ability. That is the worst thing we could do. That's why you need Christ in your life. Mm -hmm. Because you can't Mm -hmm. fight this thing. People are spending every day of their life trying to figure out how to get back at people, how to uh, get enough here, enough there, uh, just wearing yourself out. And I think that that's good to, um, to you know, um, follow what the Targeted Justice website says. I've read that website, and I, I think some things are okay, but to be fixated on it, is not going to help you, not physically or mentally. Right. We have to be fixate, fixated on Jesus. The very task of missions places us in the sight of the enemy because we are seeking to reach non-believers. We have to seek to reach non-believers. That's the objective of a believer. We didn't fear, however, hallelujah, when the enemy fights back, we can't fear and that's, that's good that these lines are on that are totally biblically based because we can bind the spirit of fear from your life, and it has to leave. And then you have to do your part. Your part would be reading the Bible, putting on some praise and worship music. A lady gave out two websites that I've had on every day that plays music and scripture on YouTube, three to five hours. One is called Soothing Music. You just put it in, the, in your browser, click it on, and there's a whole lot of them that come up, and the music is beautiful. The other one is called Carson, C-A-R-S-O-N, Click, C-L-I-C-K. And... That one reads scripture for three hours, repeatedly, and it has really been a blessing. That's another your part, and then spend time with the Lord in praise and worship. In the power of God, we must simply love Christ and live and speak for him in such a way that God is glorified and an already defeated Satan is threatened. You know, I intend to be and remain a threat to the devil. 
I was raised up in a church when I got saved that taught us how to be on the front line. And this is frontline warfare. And God loves us. He loves you, and he has a great plan for your life. And so I am at a point right now that I see the ministry for me in this opening. If I can be effective in your life to minister the word to you and you get a breakthrough or you feel better or you sleep good tonight, you feel lifted, you feel like whatever was harassing your mind has left, then I feel that my words are anointed of the Holy Ghost. When I was in Israel on a group trip, uh, I sponsored the trip, the ministry that I have, and we were, I baptized everybody in the Jordan River. Then the next site we went to was the Mount Megiddo. Mount Megiddo overlooks, it's a mountain, and it overlooks the battlefield of Armageddon. It was, when I went there in the 80s, it was totally flat land. Nothing was there. It was just grass, and that's it. When I went there in 2017, uh, we didn't visit that spot. But when I went there last year, that was on the itinerary. So since uh, the 80s, when I first went there on a scholarship, there's irrigation, there's a vegetation, and there's a highway going through there now. So we, we held hands and, and we prayed. And while we were praying, the Lord spoke to me and said, have everyone turn towards the battlefield of Armageddon, stretch their arms out, and pray in the Holy Ghost. So we did. And when I was finished praying, I opened my eyes, and within a few seconds after my eyes were opened, a dove appeared in midair before me. There were no trees or anything that I could say, oh, it must have been in that tree or there. Uh Uh-uh. The dove appeared in midair before me. I looked at him as he flapped his wings. He flew past the, the, the group and past the tour guide, which was a Hebrew man, And I watched him disappear in midair. There were others in the group that saw the dove and the tour guide saw the dove. Everybody didn't see the dove because they still had their eyes closed praying. I felt that the Holy Ghost manifested himself to me. My life has not been the same. The tour guide said, Linda, I asked for a sign. And I said, well, you know, the Bible says that Jews ask for a sign. So that was funny. Then he said that was not only a dove, but it was a white dove because not all doves are white. And, and, and when I have meditated on when Jesus started his ministry, he went to be baptized by John the Baptist and the dove descended upon him. And the father spoke from heaven, and he said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. 
And I'm so humbled even when I talk about it because I felt like through all this struggle that the Lord was saying to me, this is my child in whom I am well pleased. And I said, Lord, they've they've laced my food. They come in my home. My roommate was sick for three months because they go in the refrigerator and lace the food when nobody's here. I'm the only one in this house that locks this house up every day like it's supposed to be because they don't think about it. They do not know what I'm going through. My roommates do not know. The Christmas before last I spent at my daughter's, when I came back right before New Year's, I was uh, uh, getting ready to do something for New Year's Day, and I went in my drawers and I got out a pair of panties, And uh, I went to put them on, and they were cut. So I said, oh, these are brand new. I thought they had come uh, loose from the washer or dryer at the seam. Then I took another pair out, and that was the same thing, and another pair and another pair. There had to be four or five pair. So I looked at all of them together, and there was no seam. Somebody had come in my room Mm -hmm. and got in my panties and cut them with scissors. Yeah, in the middle part. Yep, they do that. They've done that over here. Yep. So um, I, I still have them. I put them in, in, in a safe place. And uh, when I was with my spiritual daughters on New Year's Day, my daughter wasn't feeling well that day, so she didn't go with us. Um, they were livid, just livid. So one of them told me about a camera on Amazon, and I got this camera, and it's been in my house, my room. My roommates know I have it. I said I want to practice using it for so I can use it in my house in Florida. So it's on. if I go down the street to the store, I turn it on. I, when I was in Israel, I looked at my phone, and I could see in my room. Is that drop cam or nest cam? No, it's um what is the name of this camera? I can look at it now, I don't know. It's on Amazon. My my um my spiritual daughter sent me a picture um of it because her her friend it's called U O K O O. That's what it's called. Capital letters, capital U-O-K-O-O. She sent me a picture of it and said that her friend had one, and she keeps it in her window, and it's on her her door. She can see anybody that comes up to her front door. And and it alerts you. It alerts you. And so... Um, I can I can look in my room. It has a mic on it from my phone. Right. And I have one from my mother, so I'm I'm familiar. My okay. The drop cam. Okay. So but is it run by wireless? Yeah, is it's it wireless. By the internet, that's what controls it. Yes. Okay. Is yours? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
But I was looking for another one. I paid ten dollars a month for um. You pay. You pay ten dollars a month for what? Video. Like when I'm not home, I could actually go back and see what happened. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, well, see, mine, mine. Uh, I haven't really had to use it other than to look at it because yeah. if. if you want video, though, in case anybody was in there. Right, that's what I'm saying. It is on video. Oh. Okay. It's, it's always on video. I get alerted on my phone, but I haven't had to because nobody has come in here. Oh, okay. So um, uh, it, it, the alarm goes off on the phone even if it's, it's that sensitive because my roommate will say, oh, I hear your alarm in your room. It might I have it on the windowsill, so something, a bird or something outside or a deer, you know, because we have a, a woods in the back, you know, or, or a squirrel, it'll, it'll go off. So if you, you want know? to see what happened at 3 o'clock, what would you do? I don't know. I don't. I would have to look at at the camera while it's on and 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 do rewind it or something. I never even thought about back that, Miriam. Okay. <laughs> All I know is that I can see in my room. I, I I probably when I move into the house, there'll be more sophisticated cameras than this, and I want that ring system, the one where you could see from your uh uh your your doorbell right that's what i want yeah i want the whole system in my house including at my front door okay i I can understand that yeah then i will be more into now one of my roommates is a senior citizen that's the homeowner and she's here 24 7. that's a good thing yeah yeah but um so you know, I, I I I heard about the doctor that wrote the book, and and he said uh, on the YouTube that um, that they came in his house and went in his closet and cut up all his clothes. And um, I've heard some really uh, drastic, extreme stuff listening to the YouTube videos uh, talk show uh, with lawyers and doctors and what happens in hospitals and. Millicent's story is very extreme and, you know, uh, uh, and so much. And so uh, you have to trust God. You just do. You know, uh, he's, he, I, Brooklyn Tabernacle has this song uh, from the scripture that I read in Psalm 3. God, O oh Lord, is a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. And I was just singing that. It's very old, but it's beautiful. I was just singing that in the kitchen today when I was getting my my breakfast. But, you know, so much is going on. You know, we have some identical stories, and some is more extreme than others. But I know this, that God is getting me ready for the big picture. Mm-hmm. I am going to, at the same time, uh, as a soul winner, I want to preach some of the same message 
to believers because I went to California last summer, and it was right after Ella and other TIs uh, paid for the billboards on these highways in different states. So this young lady picked me up from LAX, and we're driving up the highway, and I looked up, and there is the gang-stalking TI billboard with the woman with the tear coming out of her eye. And I said, oh, my gosh, there is the gang-stalking billboard. Well, the girl that was driving didn't know what I was talking about, so I started telling her. And she said, oh, Miss Linda, she said, my girlfriend's mother talks about this stuff. And my girlfriend tells us that her mother is crazy. Mm -mm. I I said, her mother ain't crazy. Her mother is telling the truth. I said, this is what is real and is going on. And so once I got to the hotel, because I was staying in that area for a couple nights, uh, I emailed Ella, and I said, I saw the billboard on the highway in Los Angeles. And I think that they put these billboards in the infested places. And Los Angeles is supposed to be an infested place with, with stalkers, with this mm-hmm. stuff, this uh, gang stalking stuff. And so I'm sure there has to be one in Chicago. That's where they had the main rally uh, last summer. And 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 then probably I know they put them in the infested places. So there has to be one in Florida somewhere. But it's huge. It's long as my house, and it sits up real high. It's huge. It's not no joke. I don't know what kind of money they pay for that, but I was blessed to see it. And I began to tell her, "Your girlfriend's mother is not crazy." I said these. This stuff is really happening to people, and it's happening to people in the churches, especially the big churches, There's the, it, and they need consolation. They need comfort. They need support. They need to be uh, – they need prayer. They need help, just like we did. So – um, if there's anybody with any questions, I don't mind answering questions. Uh, but before we get off the line, I have a powerful scripture that was introduced to me by a friend. And um, it's in Acts 13, and it's verse 9. And I wanted to pray that scripture with you. And... Whenever you want to, you can pray that scripture yourself about gang stalking. You know, there's something in the Bible for everything that we go through and everything that somebody might uh, do to us. There's something in the Bible where the Lord loves us so much it would comfort us. So you just, you just uh, tell me what to do, Miriam. With respect to... If there's anybody that wants to uh, say anything. Yeah. Any questions? Mm -mm. No, it's okay. Um, Okay, uh, so I'm I'm I'm, reading from... Go ahead. 
I enjoyed I enjoyed your your sharing, you know, and the you know the information because you're on one hundred percent point. You can't deal with this program in your own strength. Mm -mm. Yes. You can't. You have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And you have to know that you know that you know that he loves you. And I remember um, my, the worst part of this has been when they took naked pictures of me. They took the naked pictures of me in the senior living place when I was there as uh, an employee. And they waited until I moved out of Pennsylvania to Florida to use them. They sent the naked pictures out to the church. And instead of the pastor calling me because this pastor has my phone number, my email address, Instead of her calling me, she let all her circle of pastors and bishops know about these naked pictures. So they were made to look like I posed for them, and I didn't. But the Holy Spirit told me, and I communicated with one bishop, and I asked him, has he's seen a naked picture of me and he said yes now all these years have gone by this was in the mid 2000s it like before 2007 or 8 around mm -hmm. that time mm -hmm. and um, I'm still waiting they send them all kinds of hate mail. They've recorded my conversations about my likes and dislikes about them as people and individuals, which I don't give a crap, just to make me look bad. Right. Wow. I really, I really learned that you can preach the word, but you don't f have to follow the word. Mm-hmm. I have let them all know I am a woman of God, a vessel of honor. And the Bible tells you that preaches the word that you are supposed to come to me first before you go to anybody else about me. And when you don't, then you're in sin. Then you have not handled this properly. And the Lord brings dream, has brought dreams to me about them. And I asked a prophet friend, why would God continue to give me dreams about them? And he said, because it's on his heart, Linda. Whatever they're doing, they haven't done right in God's sight. It's on the heart of God. And he said, that's why <clears throat> dreams about them. Until they settle the matter, when, you, when a church leader takes stuff, dirt, garbage, tail-bearing from one church to the next, to the next, to the next, it's only to cover up their behavior, number one, 
and it's also to belittle you because they have violated the scriptures. Because the Bible says I'm supposed to come to you. I'm not supposed to run around the place. That's where they're not exempt from from gossip and talebearing. That has the has what hurt has hurt me the deepest. Now my my first pastor is in her nineties. Mm. She's not pastoring anymore. Her granddaughter excuse me, is pastoring and is the apostle. Okay. My second pastor, and the only reason why I have a second pastor uh, many years ago is because we were driving from Philadelphia to the New Jersey church. Mm-hmm. And, and for more than a year, the kids were young, and then it got too much for them to have to get up on Monday morning and go to school. So my cousin found this church in Philadelphia, and I met with the pastor before I became a member, and he was tickled because I was, like, speaking for my family, and he liked that. They were the type of pastors that if anything like that would have come across their desk, they would not have called in uh, the, the deacons and the, the ministerial board. They would have called me, mm. and they would have said, We don't know where this came from, but uh, what is this? But that's the type of men and women that they were. Right, but the way this program operates is it treats the church as a business. So the same way they would come in on the school district, a hospital, wherever you're at, they're going to come in from the top and pay off the top, and it's going to filter down. They're going to tell them how to, you know, how to treat you. I believe they do this stuff through facts. They fax in like a script. Because none of this happens coincidentally, the way they treat you. And when a church, um, well, a church can be just dysfunctional. But when they when they, they they have meetings and all of this nonsense over something that could have been resolved by talking to you, yes. I believe I know, you know, through the business model is they come in through the top, like the school districts, you know, they get a memo and and people follow scripts. Okay, um, well you know what? The devil knows who's gonna do what the Bible says do and who's not mm-hmm. so the the enemy that just like this is a spiritual warfare the enemy knew not the people knew not the gang stalkers knew not the human beings knew the enemy knew that he could send these people this stuff and they would not call me in he knew what they would do with it right but they didn't know me they didn't know how close I walk with God that God would tell me what was going on and I attempted to get meetings and couldn't get meetings they weren't they just weren't pastors that were 
that would uh, meet with sheep unless you had money or a big name. That's ridiculous. Now, a lot of stuff has happened concerning them since then. And I don't believe for a second that it was because of me. I believe that it had to just do with the overall body of Christ, where two of their churches were shut down and bulldozed down. Wow. Wow. So we're talking about God seeing how pastors treat sheep. Now, I believe that I might have been included in the ones that was mistreated, but in all the years that I've been saved, I've never seen God just bulldoze the church down, make the property something else. And that happened with two of their churches. Wow. And I don't take that lightly. I don't take it lightly. And I believe that God has changed the senior pastor's heart, and he's at another church. But God has not revealed to me or showed me the female pastor. They're not married to get married anymore. But she's a different type of person than he is. But I say all this to say this is spiritual warfare. And these were not people that did spiritual warfare. They were just people that wanted numbers and and it was glamorous. Where my, my pastor in Philadelphia, he had a radio and a TV ministry. But he was the humblest man that you'd ever want to know. And he didn't play with the devil. He wasn't into the limelight. And he always taught on the milk of the word, which is the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, soul winning, discipleship, prayer, and the need of prayer, and a close relationship with God. These are not uh, preaching that we hear in the church anymore. Right. Everything is motivational preaching. At The spotlight's on the preacher. It's not on Jesus. You know, and so that's why people are, the sheep are scattering. They're having church in their homes anymore. You know, they're tired of big buildings and not a, a, a big Jesus message. You know, and so even though, you know, you walk in love, you don't mistreat anybody, you're careful to do it right in the sight of the Lord. When all this stuff started, it was nothing but to assassinate my character, Mm. make me look like I'm not the woman of God that I am. And they believed it and really made me feel condemnation. Mm. They they still get hate mail on me. Mm. They still watch me in the shower. They take pictures. Uh, They flash light in my private parts to let me know they're taking a picture. They're still, they still watch me. 
and they still send the pictures out to these church leaders. It's been almost 10 years. Hmm. God said, until they do what's right in his sight, the matter's not settled. So they can preach every Sunday and do whatever they want, but there's sin in their lives. Right. Because they assumed that this stuff was nothing. Now they know what this stuff is really is. So it's that was the the greatest hardship is not what the world is doing to me. The greatest hardship is what the church has done with no remorse, no apologies, nothing. Amazing. And the Lord says that before their eyes are closed to see eternity, they have to make it right with me. Wow. Because the scumbag stuff that has been done, the manipulation of their mind, the judgment that they've done in their circle, oh, dear, they've judged me. They've judged me. One of them told me that they were judging me. So the Lord told me that every pastor that was using technology to the, invade the privacy of another, that there was going to be consequences not only in their church, but in their lives. So that's not me to concern myself with. <laughs> right. You know, they, I, I'm not doing it, and I wouldn't put my hands to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this is done. There has to be something with our pictures. Now, there was a girl, Michelle, that I met through Ella's phone call, and I used to talk to her frequently and email her. I don't know what happened to her, but she told me that her and Ella searched the dark web for their, to see if they were on the dark web. I brought it up in conversation because uh, someone said to me, why don't you check the dark web? I told them, I said, there must be a bully in sight. This was before my friend told me about the word gang stalking and all that goes with this. So Michelle said that her and Ella, first of all, when I went to get on the dark web, you got to pay. I ain't paying to get on nothing, nothing on the Internet. So she said they paid to get on the dark web, and she said that they found their picture. She said, Linda, don't look at it because it's just horrible what you have to look at certain searching for your own pictures. Her and Ella's pictures were on there naked on the dark web. Hmm. So I wasn't thinking about searching for mine. I know that's what. I, I, there's no way I wouldn't have paid. So, but she said, "Don't," because there's too much stuff that you have to see scrolling through there, looking for your own picture. And they found their pictures. So this is—that's why it's called the dark web. But this is satanic. 
This is principalities of the air. This is rulers of darkness in high places. And they're demonic forces that are using people to do this. Now, like I said before, I believe that people will do it in their intentionally to sit back and make this make a make it a reality show out of your life because they don't care. But the repercussions upon them are sensational. You know, the Bible says God says vengeance is mine, I will repay. So don't waste your time trying to repay. But I use the word. The word is a weapon. Right after my friend said to me, uh, let's, I'm going to pray Acts 13, 9, 10, 11, and 12. And he said, and God's going to do it, Linda, because this has been going on too long in your life. And so went to church the next day, and the pastor preached on getting a scripture that pertains to your situation and holding on to it till you see God move. Now, if that's not a confirmation, I don't know what is. So I'm going to read this scripture. Is that okay, Marion? Yes. Okay? Yes. So it starts in Acts chapter 9, and it's... it's um, um, it's about the, huh? I'm not Acts chapter 9, Acts 13. It starts at verse 9. Okay. It it's, says, I just wanted to, it's Miriam, not Miriam. 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 Okay. Sorry. It says, then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, like we are, looked intently at the gang stalkers, that's what I put in there, and said, oh, full of all deceit and all fraud, you gang stalkers of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you, gang stalkers, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on them, and they went around seeking someone to lead them by the hand. I've been praying that every day. I've been praying that for T.I.s and for myself. And I believe the word of God. I believe that he is sensitive to his daughters being watched naked by men that don't even talk to them by men that are enjoying like we're on display somewhere. Yep. Yeah. I believe that it's already been activated in the earth, this scripture concerning the gang stalkers. Mm -hmm. I seal this prayer. And, Father, in Jesus' name, I bind any spirit of retaliation from this broadcast, this ministry, the word going forth with power, 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Spirit of retaliation, you are bound in the name of Jesus, and I loose the power of the Holy Spirit to seal this word in the in the listener listener's ear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Linda, for sharing and um, for being such, you know, inspiration. Yeah, Are you thing. there? Yeah, okay. it went it just muted by accident. Okay. And um, I'm sure you will continue to stay on your assignment in reaching souls because <laughs> I think that's a beautiful assignment. I can't help it. I can't help it. I see how God is moving right now in this situation. I'm excited about it. And uh, it it just takes me through my day just beautifully. It really does. Now, if you were expecting um, callers on that didn't come on tonight, just tell them to listen to the recording. Is this going on YouTube? No, I don't. I don't do YouTube. No, but uh, if oh, you need the link, I could send you the link. Okay, that that'll be good. I'd like to put it on Facebook. Okay, I, I yeah. Some sometimes I post on Facebook too. Okay. Um, yeah, I I like to keep these and like the intent. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> For anyone, particularly in this community who may be just so down and depressed, you know, I just pray they'll hit a button and, um, you know, listen to, you know, listen to uh, uh, the link, Mm -hmm. you know, find the courage to continue on because, you know, outside of God, I don't know how can you make it with this program, you know? I know. But I do believe all TIs have God's hand were appointed by God. I think it's a point that you have to get to where you decide, you know, am I going to follow God or am I going to continue doing what I want to do with my life? Yeah. And, yeah, once well, you get to that I know point. There's, uh, I, th- th- you ha- they have to follow Jesus. There's a lot of gods out here. There's a lot of religions. But they have to uh, accept Jesus in their heart. Now, some of them find peace in their own God, whoever that is or whatever that is. But ultimately, uh, they they need Christ in their lives. And I, I, I I was so grateful the first time that I called Ella's and I listened for an hour, I think it was the second time because the first time I just listened and didn't say nothing. The second time I listened for an hour and then the Holy Spirit led me to say something and I came out of Psalm 37 and then Letty spoke up and I was just ministering. And I feel if if you're going to have a line for TIs and there's no uh Holy Spirit filled ministry, then I don't, I guess it's just like a good support group, you know, to, to just make you feel better, but that's just temporary. You're not right. going to get healed. You're not going to get delivered. You're not going to get strengthened. Only a temporary strength 
because somebody else is going through this. Uh, we need somebody that's going to minister the power of the Holy Ghost and the demonstration of it. So I've already been blessed to see the demonstration that the signs that are following me just talking on the phone. I'm just sitting in my room. You know, how more blessed can you be? Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm not in a church driving my car late at home at night, you know. And so, and this is fine with me. And I, and I'm, I, I've, I see how the Holy Spirit brings back these scriptures to my remembrance, and somebody on the line is getting a breakthrough. Somebody that's listening is being ministered to. Amen. And the ultimate blessing is that there's a link and you can listen to it again, and that's a blessing. Yes, so it is. So I'm honored to be on here. I thank you. I can't wait to uh, have you on uh, the Gatekeepers Ministry International Radio uh, on the 28th of January. Uh, don't forget to send me your bio. And I did. It. I sent it last night. Oh, boy. Oh, see, I haven't been on anything today. Okay, you well, know? make sure you let me know you received it. Just, just hit, so, hit so you sent the bio. Did you send pictures? I sent one picture, yes. Okay, okay. I'm going to look at it tonight before I go to sleep. Yes, could you hit the um, uh, reply button and just say, got it? Oh, yeah, I will. Okay. So that I know. Well, thank you again so much, and may God bless you. I'm just going to close out with prayer. God, I just thank you, Heavenly Father, for this privilege to pray, to honor, and thank exalt you, Lord. your name, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for Sister uh, Evangelist Linda's testimony. I thank you, Lord, for her, her story sharing to, to encourage other targeted individuals. I thank you, God, for allowing her to share her story to, to see. Thank you, God, for allowing her to see how God can use this program to get things done on this earth. Had it not been for the TI program, she would probably not be out here, you know, looking for souls for Christ. So what the devil meant for bad again, God has used for good. So I thank you, God. And I ask you, God, to lead all of us, each and every listener, downloader, participant, to be able to hear from you, to be able to walk with you, to be guided by you. To use this program to bring us to a point to say, Lord, whatever you want, wherever you want me to go, I will go. And then yeah. we just praise your holy name, God, for all the coverage. This is no joking matter program here. They're, they're, what they have done to human beings is beyond words. So we give you the praise and the glory that we're standing, Lord. We're protected. We're covered by the blood. The blood, yes. the blood, the blood of Jesus, we decree and declare that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. That yes. you've kept us thus far, God, and you will continue to carry us. And we say, thank you, Heavenly Father. Just keep Hallelujah. us under your wings, Lord, that we can hear from you and you can tell us which way to go, what to do. Because we know in your time, when you decide, that when you decide this thorn has done enough, Hallelujah. Earth will be turned to a blessing. 
So we thank you, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Linda. Wait a minute. I just want to say this, that um, I'm looking at my email, and I see, oh, you want me, uh, okay, I don't don't see any pictures. You want me to click on this link? That was, yes, that was the invite for today. Okay. No, I sent you a standard, um, no link. Let me see. No, I didn't send you. Oh, I, I do. I do want to share with you that um, I was I was a soul winner um, since I came to Christ. I I didn't think that I was called to be a soul winner specifically, but uh, I was in the Bible Institute, and the teacher said one of our assignments was to go out on the street the following class and do soul winning. And I said, oh, well, I'm not going, you know. And she says, oh, yeah, it's part of the class. So the next class, she broke us up in twos, and we went out, and I loved it. We led, it was, she broke us up in twos, so we led seven souls to Christ, I think it was, that night. And it was a, the church was in a really bad neighborhood, but we, we had victory. And I've been winning souls ever since. I just feel that. Uh, with this targeted, with it as a TI, it impacts the ministry that God has given me in a greater way, and um, it, it he he's he's still going to use me to teach my soul winning classes and to train others to lead soul to, souls to Christ, take them on the street, and all that because that's part of the ministry He's given me, and so it does add to. Uh, the ministry. I feel a great need to uh, lead uh, TIs to Christ in addition to those on the street that aren't TIs. So it does impact my ministry. Now, you sent you, you sent the email to my Yahoo address because I don't see it. I, I just sent it again. I sent it to Linda com. Yeah, but Yahoo give me problems. Yeah, maybe you didn't get it. Yahoo always give me problems. What other address would okay, you like? Okay, here to- it is. Here it is. It just came up. Okay. Okay. We, so, we it. Begin forwarded message. Where is the message? I just see. I don't see the. Um, it just says picture. And bio, but the page is blank. <laughs> no. There's the bio. No. Okay, it's forwarded. Um, all I I can't see the f- forwarded page. It says begin forward message. There's nothing on the page. Wow. Hmm. It says begin forward message, but okay. I. I'm sending, I'm sending it again. Let's see if this one goes through. If not, I'm going to need a different uh, email. Yahoo is very problematic. Why, so why are you forwarding it? Just send the original. Just cut and paste it and send the original. What's the difference? Oh, okay. I'll do that too. Well, I, didn't I didn't get the original. I didn't get the first one you sent. Oh, I think it's deep in your mail. It's it's going to be there. You said you didn't check your mail all day. The I'm, on here now. I'm on here now. That's how I can tell you. 
All right, it was sent yesterday at 2.34 in the morning, but I, I'll cut and paste, no problem. Yeah, it didn't come through because I'm on here. Okay. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, at wait two, a minute. 2.34 in the morning. This is, uh, no, this is the the invite to tonight's call. This is not um, your bio and your um your picture Mm-mm. right okay i'm sending it again right now okay now wait a minute all right all right all right here it is okay here it is i got it okay you did get with the picture oh look at you <laughs> yeah okay girl i hope i can i hope i Okay, you little teeny weeny picture. I know. I couldn't find it. You know, I'm gonna try and find a a bigger and a better one. Well, what I'm gonna do, I can size it, and I just want to see once I size it if it doesn't stretch it out of shape. I'll let you know, but I got it, so you don't have to send it again. Okay, I I think it was the same one, or else it came in late. Okay. well, oh, this is the one that you sent tonight. Twelve. Oh, it says twelve oh three a.m. Oh, that was early this morning. Yeah, I know I did it last night. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, this is. Yep, from last night. Okay. Thanks, Miriam. Thank I you. you. Right, Thank I you look for forward. Could you just? Let me know, text me the day before so I can be, you know, remember. Oh, okay. I'll send you out a flyer. Right. Thank you, darling. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Well, you have a blessed night and a wonderful Thank day. The rest Thank of the week. you so much for sharing. Thank you. Okay. God bless. Love you. Good night. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.